Thanks for downloading and listening to a Quick Timeout podcast presented by Dr. Dish Basketball. If you're in the market for a shooting machine, look no further than Dr. Dish Basketball's incredible lineup of shooting machines. Their CT, All-Star Plus, and Rebel Plus models have been bought by thousands of programs around the world, while their home model is being used by players all over the country, right in their own backyards and driveways. New to the lineup this year is the Dr. Dish facility model for those with basketball training businesses. These machines are must-have for those looking to take their shooting to the next level. To find out more, visit drdishbasketball.com. It's great to have with us today Coach Kate Pay, Associate Head Coach for the Stanford Cardinal. Coach, thanks for working with me to make this happen. Absolutely, Tony. I'm excited to be with you. First things, congratulations, 2022 WCA Assistant Coach of the Year. I know at one point you were actually practicing law. Did you see yourself even coaching college basketball? Um, you know, I think somewhere deep down inside, I think I always knew I wanted to try coaching and six months in a Silicon Valley law firm uh, confirmed <laughs> that for me. A pretty quick exit and back into the coaching world. It sure beats working, I'll tell you yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I definitely agree with that. Uh, one of the many reasons for that recent award, coach there obviously run this year, a national championship last year, and all that starts with recruiting players. Recruiting is like the lifeblood of a program. And uh, if somebody wants to coach at the college level, they're going to have to be somebody who's who's able to recruit. So for like today's game, you've been in this long enough. You were a player as well and were recruited. But uh, maybe for as things have changed, culture players themselves have changed. What do you feel like are the most important characteristics and maybe even abilities, skills, as far as being an effective recruiter? Sure. Um, recruiting absolutely is the lifeblood of any program, any any coach. Um, you could argue it's uh, things are changing rapidly with the transfer portal and, and kind of how that changes roster management, so to speak. Uh, but at least for us at Stanford, it's still all about recruiting. Um, I think recruiting first and foremost is uh, really finding a, a great fit. And um, I obviously know exactly what we're looking for at Stanford, but every every school, every program, uh, I think as a coach, you want to understand uh, what is the right fit? Who is the right fit? Who, who, who should you be trying to recruit? For us, you know, our number one filter is on academics. So we're obviously looking at really high academic kids. Um, that is our strongest filter in terms of basketball. For us in our program, uh, we recruit based off of offensive skills, the ability to shoot, pass, and handle. Uh, we feel that with our system, the way we do things, the type of players that we can get, that we can, you know, come up with a uh, schemes or, or teach somebody how to play defense, but it's a lot harder to really develop a great shooter at the collegiate level, given a lot of the, the rules in place with, you know, our accountable hours and things like that. So uh, when we're out recruiting, uh, we're looking, you know, from a basketball standpoint point for offensive skill set, you know, shooting, uh, handling and passing. How has what you do in relationship to recruiting even changed in like the five to 10 years? I know you mentioned like the portal, but is there anything, you know, in addition to that? Um, yeah, you know, it's everything like everything in, in the world we're living in. Things change quickly. Um, technology is obviously a much bigger piece to the recruiting process. You know, I was just thinking the other day, you used to spend all this time writing handwritten letters, which we actually still do at Stanford. But, you know, a lot of it more is communicating through text, um, direct message, whatever it might be, uh, sending 
uh, images or video. Um, you know, this is the world that we live in. Uh, the young people that we're recruiting, this is how they communicate. So, um, you know, trying to integrate that into our recruiting process. Um, you know, it, it's just very different and changing very quickly, which as I get older, it's hard to keep up with, but uh, you have to. So um, I think also just, um, you know, uh, parents are a lot more involved in the process than they were 10 years ago. You know, when I first started, maybe parents came on the uh, an official visit, but parents are very much a part of the, the process now. So, you know, things are constantly changing, adapting. And I think, you know, if you want to have a long and successful career, I Obviously, I'm fortunate to have a great role model in our Hall of Fame head coach, Tar Vanderbeer, who's been doing this for um, a really, really long time. And, you know, I think what she does better than anybody else is adapt and change and, and be flexible. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I try to uh, emulate as well. Do you feel like the transfer portal for you all in particular, I mean, do you feel like that's something that you'll go more to or do you feel like what fits for what you all are doing? more from the recruiting route? Uh, the transfer portal does not work for us as a solution at Stanford because of the strict nature of admissions. You know, it just we're still very much committed to recruiting uh, high school student athletes who are a great fit for Stanford, who want to come and get a world-class education, who want to play on the championship team and uh, really commit to developing into, um, you know, a great player, a great teammate over the course of four years. From the player's perspective, what do you feel like fit-wise for you there? It's academics and also the culture that has been established through the coach that's been there for a long time in the program. But, you know, what things should they be considering? What should they be looking at because it is more than just basketball? Yeah, you know, I think um, honestly for a high school student athlete, this is what we talk to players uh, in our process. You know, I have children who are not quite, of that age yet that they're looking at college, but it'll happen soon. Um, you know, I think you really want to go somewhere. This will sound simplistic. This might sound cliche. You want to go somewhere where you can be happy. And, um, you know, I think that's true for all of us as human beings, no matter what situation we're in, uh, you want to be in an environment at a place around people who make you happy and fulfill you because it doesn't matter if it's school, if it's basketball, if it's a job, um, you know, if you're not happy, you're not going to you're not going to be any good at it. And, you know, basketball, you know, we like to say it's a, a, a slow cooking process. You know, there's instant eat oatmeal and there's steel cut oatmeal. Well, the steel cut oatmeal tastes a lot better, but it takes a lot longer to make. Um, and it takes a long time to really um, become a great player, to become a great team. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. And. Uh, you have to be willing to invest in that process and you want to be in a place where you're happy, where there's things that excite you, whether it's uh, the weather or the environment or the campus or a certain major academic interest or a community group outside of your team or athletics, where you can really find balance and fulfillment so that you're happy on a day-to-day -day basis uh, because it's it's um, it's a process and you want to have a great four-year you know college experience you know it's not your mom or dad's four years it's your four years and I think you have to really take ownership of um, being in a place where you can really put down roots and invest in um, you know getting a great education having a great basketball experience and experiences outside of those two things so that you can have a great all-around balanced collegiate experience. What are some of the questions that you wish recruits and or their parents would ask you to be able to find out if your place is going to give the things that you just talked about? 
honestly, one thing I try to emphasize is that it's it's harder than it looks. It's, it's easy as a high school student to maybe sit in the bleachers or flip on TV and think, oh, yeah, you know, um, that, that'll be me, you know, and it will be. But, you know, nobody walks into, uh, you know, a Silicon Valley company and says, well, I'm going to be VP today or, or CEO. You know, it, it takes time. So I think maybe just um, I'd encourage people to ask, you know, well, what's the process like? Players often ask, well, what's my role? What will my role be? Um, and as coaches, you know, we say, well, you determine your role. And maybe what, you know, kind of what is the process like and kind of be realistic about that. And I think a lot of times just really understanding, uh, I'd encourage young people, you know, we, we tell them, write down your list of priorities, write down what's really important to you, like with a pen and paper or on a computer screen and, and really well, make sure that as you're going to different places, you know, keep referring back to your list of priorities about what it is that you're looking for. Because a lot of times things don't, you know, match up. And, uh, you know, recruiting is really, it's um, it's a circus. It's a, a very imperfect process. And you really have to be a detective. You know, you have to develop a list of questions. We encourage, you know, prospects to take notes, you know, have a binder. You go to, you go to different places, you have different conversations, take notes, because there's so much information you can kind of forget stuff. But, um, you know, this is your, um, probably the biggest decision of a young person's life. Um, and it's your four years and you want to make a great decision, great decision. So you really have to be de a detective and ask a, a lot of questions. I get this periodically. High school coaches, they want to be a help. Most of them want to be a help to their, their potential recruits. And they'll ask me, you know, what do my players need to do if they want to play at the college level? And for most of them, that includes, they're asking more than just like the basketball side of things. What would your response be to that? high school coach who's helping like a junior or senior. So they, you know, it's coming, you know, sophomore, junior or senior. What are you telling them to help prepare their student athlete for potentially that opportunity to play? I think just, you know, obviously, you know, the stuff on the basketball court to really, you know, be the best player can be being in great shape, having a great skill set, um, really studying the game, understanding the game, uh, obviously getting the job done in the classroom, Maybe just have, having really good time management skills and understanding how to to budget your time, balance your time, and also uh, focus on the things that are important to you. I think we live in a world for all of us, really, uh, in particular for young people, where uh, we're inundated with a lot of distractions and there's a lot of uh, noise out there and learning how to um, identify what's really important to you and prioritize your time according to what's important and, and eliminate distractions. I found that the time management piece is the number one piece of feedback that the new players on campus give to me. Like, no, I have all this time, but I also don't know how to use this time the best way. And for a high school student, like they don't know what they don't know. They maybe think they have the context of playing, you know, travel ball, but then high school basketball, and it'll look something like that when they get to college. Can you give listeners kind of a, what does a day in the life of a Stanford women's basketball player actually look like? They don't have classes before 9 a.m. here at Stanford, I guess, because professors don't like to get up. But, um, you know, just a lot of it will depend what type of what time of year it is. We're in the off season right now. It's spring. So the players have a little bit more flexibility. Um, oftentimes they'll do it. Uh, we had a workout this morning uh, early at seven because it was before everybody had classes. You know, classes are usually kind of in the mornings. Might have a weight session. Um 
something in the afternoon. You know, if we're in season, we usually practice either at 1230 or 3.30, you know, time in the training room to kind of make sure that their body's healthy. And then oftentimes they'll either have a study section or maybe um, some tutoring in the evening and just going back to their dorm. So it, the time management piece is the biggest thing they learn, you know, over the course of their freshman year, just how to manage their time. It's, it's much different than high school, obviously. And fortunately, we, you know, we have a lot of support and, you know, usually, you know, we have a little joke. What's the best thing about sophomores? Well, they're not freshmen anymore. And, you know, you ask any sophomore, they walk in the gym the very first day, and they just say, I'm so glad I'm not a freshman. It's just a steep learning curve. And I think all the more that you want to make sure you're going to a place where you're going to be supported because it is going to be challenging. So you want to be around great people who uh, really support you. And uh, that's one thing we're really proud of at Stanford, the way our upper class women on our team uh, really help and mentor our freshmen because they were in their shoes before. I'm guessing, you know, most that come there are playing at a, at a higher division one level or just a higher level. They have aspirations of playing professionally. And again, when they come in, they, they don't know what they don't know and maybe what it takes. But you've had several who've gone on and Lexi just drafted in the, the first 10 picks of the WNBA draft. For somebody who, who is actually going to make it, what does it take over the course of those four years? And maybe specific, what was her journey or somebody similar to that, the progression that you saw from we recruited her to she did this to then she became this pick in the draft? I think it can be different for every player. And that's something we talk to the players on our team. Everybody's journey is different and you don't want to compare yourself to anybody else. Uh, we have a saying, the light bulb goes on for different people at different times. And, you know, I think maybe like in, in Lexi's situation, uh, Lexi came in as a highly decorated player and really uh, because of her high motor and how hard she played, really college ready in some respects, maybe not with her entire skill set, but just with her sheer level of competitiveness. I mean, she was on the court as a freshman and really was an impact player kind of all four years. Um, but I think sometimes it doesn't really dawn on uh, it dawn on young players kind of, oh, I could play pro. You know, I think maybe it um, really occurred to Lexi when she saw her uh, teammate Kiana Williams from the prior year, our starting point guard on our national championship team. Uh, you know, Kiana was drafted by the Seattle Storm. I think when they sit, when they see a teammate, it happens to a teammate, they think, "Oh, well, maybe I want to do that." And I think that that's one of the benefits of being at a high level place or surrounding yourself with really highly motivated people is, and it's the true for all of us. It's one of the reasons I love being at Stanford and learning from all the incredible coaches who are inspiring and motivating. But I think, you know, maybe that's when it hit Lexi, like, oh, hey, I want to play in the WNBA too. And it really was a, a goal for her. And she went into her senior season kind of with that uh, on her mind. And, you know, sometimes that can backfire. Um, I think actually early in the season, Lexi was putting a lot of pressure on herself that, she, you know, she had to make some kind of statement to, um, you know, pro scouts. And, you know, it took some conversations and working through things like, hey, you know, you, you just got to let that go and really focus on having a great senior season and improving every day. Um, otherwise, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Um, and I think she went on to have a great senior year and she'll be a phenomenal pro player. Last thing, is there anything you look back and it could be mistakes or things you wish you would have done better or things that you are glad you did and this has led to us being able to get certain types of players or whatever, but I mean, is there anything piece of advice that sticks out in relationship to, to recruiting? I think just really understanding that, you know, for us as coaches, we go through this process all the time. 
but for most young people and their parents and their support structure, um, this is, you know, their first and hopefully only time they're going through this process. And just really kind of understanding, and I think being a great listener is really important. We try to, we tell, you know, recruits all the time, look, this is, this is your process. This is your decision. We can do this however it is that works for you and your family. Um, there's no one timeline. There's no one way to do it. There's no, no one approach. So we really try to really listen, you know, to what's important to a young person, what's important to their family, what are they looking for, and really try to tailor our recruiting to that so that we really can understand what it is they're looking for, what it is that's important to them. And we can help them see uh, hopefully how Stanford is a really good fit, how our program is a really good fit for those things. I think just understanding that you can't just do a cookie cutter uh, approach, you know, because everybody is a unique individual. Uh, we all are. And really trying to be a great listener, a great communicator, because I think that's how you you build, you know, a strong relationship that's built on on trust. It's Kate Pay, associate head coach for the Stanford Cardinal. Coach, thanks for making some time to come on the show. Thanks so much, Tony.